Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. So today we're going to talk a little bit more about genetic testing of embryos and what it can do for you. Now, genetic testing of embryos has been around as a potential technology to add on to IVF now for nearly 15 years. Initially, in the first 10 years, the testing was fairly crude in terms of the technology, but remarkable advances have occurred in technology around looking at the genetic makeup of a cell. And so we can now apply those technical advances to looking at individual embryos and look at their genetic makeup. Because genetic abnormality is a major cause of a cycle of IVF not being successful, because a significant percentage of embryos that we create, even though they look beautiful under the microscope, are actually carrying genetic defects that will actually lead to failure to implant, early miscarriage or late miscarriage or even babies born with abnormalities like Down syndrome. So by being able to test each embryo, we potentially can improve pregnancy rates and certainly reduce miscarriage rates. That five years ago is what we believed was coming, that we would test every embryo. But in fact, our hopes in terms of, Im of massively improving pregnancy rates has not transpired for a variety of reasons, some of which are, uh, and the majority of which are technical, but also the fact that there is also a significant percentage of failed embryo transfers that are not due, due to genetic abnormalities. However, there is one particular group where genetic testing is applied almost every time. And these are relatively uncommon conditions where a single gene within the chromosome makeup is changed, mutated, and that that change can produce disease in the offspring. So these single gene disorders turn up very rarely. Most are in the range of less than one in a thousand through to some of them even one in a hundred thousand. But if the parents are carriers of that mutation, then there's a very high likelihood the child will be affected. And so if we could detect these single genes amongst the tens of thousands of genes that we have in the embryo, we would be able to not put those affected embryos back and thereby prevent the handing on of nasty diseases. So recently I had a patient who had a child that was very mildly affected with a disease affecting the, the retina of the eye, potentially in 50 years time might lead to partial blindness. But what we know when that gene was found in this particular child 
is that while this child was mild, in more severe cases, the child could be blind from birth. And so it was very important in any subsequent pregnancy to make sure that the embryo that was replaced did not contain the gene. So these weren't infertile patients. They were just patients where we had found an abnormality and we were in a position with modern technology to actually isolate where that particular mutation was on which particular chromosome. And when we go through the IVF cycle, create an embryo, take a biopsy from the embryo, we can send that to the laboratory and they can check whether that change, that mutation, is in that particular embryo. At the same time, we can also check the general number of chromosomes. The 23 pairs of chromosomes are also normal. So this single gene technology is very complex, but again, it's been amazing how rapidly we are, have been able to advance the computers and the biotechnology to be able to pick out which gene it is and where it is and what to do with it. As it was described to me, it's called carrier mapping. It's not my area of expertise, but it's based upon the concept that certain genes are very obvious and that if uh, the mutation is in the same area, uh, it can be selected as being the one to go looking for the abnormality. It's been compared to knowing which street the problem a problem is and by sorting out what the neighbours, which ones are the neighbours, you can pick the area where there is the big problem. And they look at the, the, all the genes along the sequence to find the one that's abnormal. Anyway, too complex for me and certainly too complex for, for you as the people uh, who may be involved. But the technology seems to be incredibly accurate. And uh, there are now many children who have been born with the parents being totally convinced and correctly convinced that their child will never be affected by one of these particular gene mutations. So in that particular area, and it's only a small area of genetic testing, we have made huge advances, but we are certainly reducing the burden of disease. The name given to it is PGTM, Prenatal Genetic Testing for Mutations. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. 